Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Taking Back You Momcast. Hi guys. How you doing? It's Danny Carter Eddins, your host this week and every single week. And this week, um, if you are a regular listener to a regular listener of the Taking Back You Momcast, um, you're gonna notice this episode is a little different than um what I had planned or what normally happens here on the Taking Back You Momcast. But I thought with today's climate and everything that's going on, it wouldn't necessarily be um, a great thing if I didn't talk on it, being that I am a black woman. It's not something that I, um, I'm extremely vocal about. In fact, I hardly ever bring it up. But I do think that it's important to share with you my experiences and, and the things that have happened to me in, in my life so that you can understand how I became who I am. First of all, I want to say that I am so glad that people are finally, you know, seeing what has been happening in this country for so long. And honestly, I'm just really sad that so many people had to die before it um, before it really broke through. But listen, I also believe that, you know, any time is a good time. And if your eyes are open now to the racial injustices that have plagued our country since its conception, then I just, I want to welcome you to the gang. I want to welcome you to the crew. And I want to tell you, I wasn't, I wasn't going to do this. I wasn't going to do this. Um, but I was talking to a friend of mine and she's another business owner. She's a, she's a mompreneur and, and she happens to be white. And she shared with me something that changed my mind. She she told me that she was able to um, use something that I had shared about my experiences in my life on Facebook. She was able to use it as a catalyst for a conversation between her and her children, a conversation about race and a conversation about inequality and injustice. And it occurred to me then that I could not not talk about this because I realized that my place as a business owner and leader who is a black woman isn't to you know hide the stories that have impacted me throughout my life I spend so much time telling women that they should honor who they are and where they come from and so it just didn't feel authentic to me to not do the same any longer and I need to share these stories with you because they are a part of my life. They are part of my experiences and they're the reason I'm the person today, that I am today. I'm sharing them, but I, I want you to remember this. I want to remind you that these stories are my own. They are my experiences and they do not in any way represent the experiences of the entire black community. I cannot stress that enough. I can only speak for what happened to me. And I'm doing that in the hopes that someone's eyes will be opened to what happens 
nearly to ne nearly every day. This is usually the part where I would um, intro the, the the theme song for this podcast, but I don't really think that's the right tone, so I'm just going to start sharing my stories. And I'm not going to go into grave detail because I don't think that's necessary, but I just want you to know about some of the things. And I want you to know about them because I want them to start conversations. I want, I want you to know what happens. And the thing is, the thing is, the thing I, I cannot stress enough to you is that most of these things are not overt. And I think that's what we have in our brains a lot of times. That's our, our, our vision is that if it's not overt, it's not, you know, really happening. But that's not what happens at all. They're not overt. They're what we call microaggressions. They are small and they're kind of like blink and you'll miss them, but they're there. The first thing is, is you know, um, I can't tell you how many times I've been told that I, you know, I talk so, you know, differently for like what a person, ex ex you know, ex expects a black person to sound like. I remember when I was probably not even a teenager, I was going shoe shopping with my grandma at the mall. And the sales lady asked me um, what size shoe I wore. And I responded. And she just looked at me and went, wow. And I, and I thought to myself, what? <laughs> like, what, what? And she said, wow, you talk so well. And I kind of looked at my, my, my grandma and my grandma looked at me and I, and I remember thinking in my head, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm almost, I'm almost 13 years old. Like, yeah, I, I, I speak well. And I realized then what she meant because I saw the look on my grandma's face. She meant I talk, I talk so well for a black person. Subsequently, everything that I said after that just seemed to hit her with shock and awe that, uh, you know, a black girl could be so eloquent. I've had people tell me that I was the whitest black person that they knew. I don't I don't even know what that means. As if it's supposed to be some sort of badge of honor or or what? I, I don't know. I remember when I was little, people used to tell me that it would be okay because I was pretty. I was cute. I was pretty. And, and so I should be okay. Now, on the one hand, I could, I could think, well, maybe that's just because I'm a girl. And, and possibly maybe it was. But when I think back on all the people who told me that, there was a certain kind of person that would tell me that. And man, you should see the eyes that bulge out of hiring managers when they see me walk in for an interview. Because you see, they've received my resume, which has a lot of, you know, great things on it. I'm, I'm not going to hide that. 
Um, I've worked very hard in my life. But my name is Danielle. My name is Danielle, you know, Carter, Danielle Iddens now. And so I don't have a quote unquote black sounding name, whatever that means. And so when they would talk to me on the phone and tell me that they'd like me to come in for an interview and then they would see my resume, see where I went to school, see what I did. Imagine their surprise when a young black woman walks through the door. And the funny thing is, is a lot of times they didn't even hide it. They didn't even have the grace to hide the shock on their face. I remember being accused of shoplifting lipstick from our local grocery store at 12. You guys, at 12, I wasn't even allowed to wear lipstick. Yeah, my parents were a little bit, you know, they were a little conservative, not going to lie. And so um, I was falsely accused of shoplifting lipstick from the, the store's black security guard. So I want you guys to understand that it is not just, you know, something that white people have to figure out. It is all of us. There's so many layers or so many levels to it. It's just, it's a lot, you know, but a, a black security guard pulls, you know, snatches my arm, pulls me to the side and accuses me of stealing lipstick because I had been standing in the cosmetic aisle. And so I guess, yeah. He makes me empty the contents of my purse, and lo and behold, there's no lipstick. We sat there for an hour while he went through every fold and nook and cranny of my purse because he couldn't believe it. I waited as a female security guard came to pat me down to make sure it wasn't in one of my pockets. And after it was thoroughly clear that I had not done what they had accused me of, I got no apology. My grandmother got no apology. We were just sent on our way. When I was in college, it, it didn't stop there. I remember being told by one of my professors, and I've shared with you guys a thousand times, but you know, I'm a dancer. I'm a classically trained dancer. And I remember being told by one of my professors that since I was a dancer, I should go try out for one of those rappers music videos. I'd be a good fit for that. You know, the girl who, um, who goes to Valparaiso University, <laughs> who doesn't even like rap music, by the way. I, I, my favorite band is the Goo Goo Dolls. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you. I should go try out for one of those rap girls videos, and I, and I, and I, I, my mouth about hit the floor. And she was serious. She, she meant nothing by it. She meant no harm by it. It just in her brain. Well, what else would I try out for? I've been singled out by professors. She wasn't the only one. I've been singled out by professors, at, you know who asked me if I needed more help on a subject in class because I may not have been exposed to the topic before where I grew up. They'd never asked me where I grew up. They had no idea about my past. They just made assumptions about what I know, what I knew, and, and, and how I knew it based on the way I look.
I remember when my husband and I were renting our final home. Um, well, our final home that we rented. It was a town home. It was in Valparaiso, Indiana. I'm going to say it because it needs to be said. It was in Valparaiso, Indiana. And the only thing I'm not going to say is the people because I, I, I do believe that and I pray that they've learned the error of their ways. I Actually, I don't think they have, but, you know, whatever. When we were trying to rent the house in our, our townhome in Valparaiso, I understand it was a, it was a townhome duplex. So there was like, you know, it was a, a bigger house and then two people, two families could live in it, multifamily unit. And um, they told us that in order for us to be able to rent the townhome, they that we were going to need to pay three months rent up front when I asked why they said that that was just their standard procedure that was our standard situation and so um because we happened to have you know very generous family we got the money together um from my my grandparents and from my husband's parents and we paid them on top of our rent for that month the three months rent so we actually had to give them four months rent well as time would go on we became friends with the uh with the family who was white that lived on the other side of the town home and they had moved in actually at like literally maybe a month before we had and we just had to happen to have a you know casual conversation about um how you know ridiculous our landlords were and how they made us pay so much money down in order to rent the place only to learn that that's not what happened for them that they only had to pay one month like you know like normal one month's deposit like normal and and here you go this is the thing all things were even it was a, a you know father mother and their son and, and here we were father mother and our son and, and really the only difference is that one of those things was not like the other one that was it People have responded with, huh, upon learning that I have a master's degree or that I went to law school. I've had people ask me, people that don't know me, that have asked me if my affiliation with Valparaiso University is because I'm finishing, you know, I, I'm, I'm finally finishing my degree. Y'all, I've had a degree since 2006. I've had my master's since 2008. My association, my affiliation with Valparaiso University is that of a board member for the Alumni Association. But you guys, it, it, it goes deeper than that. Jim and I get different mail. And you're probably thinking, what does that even mean? What does different mail mean? Well, here's the deal. The mail that Jim gets is, you know, he gets amazing credit offers, you know, oh, you have such good credit. So here's, you're pre-approved for this. You know what I get in the mail? I get financial help offers. You guys, my credit is better than my husband's. I have a higher credit score than him. And I can thank my grandma for that because she um, was a very wise woman and she did a lot of things that helped me have amazing credit. But yet and still, 
he's the one that's getting the pre-approvals for these really nice credit cards and I'm the one that's getting, you know, I get pre-approved for the, you know, who even knows, these financial assistant offer uh, assistance offers. I don't need those. And you have to wonder why that is. I can't tell you how many times Jim and I have gone out to eat where we've been sitting in the same booth, literally his arm around my shoulder or our hands in each other's laps. Or one time we were even standing in line um, with our hands in each other's back pockets only, you know, to be asked by the server or by the, you know, grocery store attendant or whatever if we were together. Now, I don't know about you, but... um, I don't generally put my hands in the back pocket of people that I don't know, let alone that I'm not in you know, a relationship with. Maybe people do, but not me. We're sitting in a restaurant with our, you know, on the same side of the booth with our arms wrapped around each other. And you still have to ask if it's going to be a separate bill or if it's going to be together. I've mentioned before that I've been treated as the the spokesperson for the black community, and and that's why I I made that disclaimer at the very beginning. I wanted I wanted you to understand, you know, these are not these are these stories don't belong to everyone. They're mine. <laughs> I'm not the spokesperson for the black community. It's not one. It's not a meet one. You've met them all situation. I've been spoken over by members of my husband's family. They don't realize they're doing it, but they do. And probably the reason, one of the reasons why I have this podcast is because it's finally a way for me to talk without somebody talking over me. Because it happens all the time. But probably the most hurtful thing, and you guys, I could share so many stories. I could. I could go on. I mean, this could be the longest episode of Mom, of, you know, the Taking Back You Mom cast. But probably the thing that hurt me the most in each of these experiences wasn't honestly the hurt that I felt or the, like, the, the ickiness that I felt. Honestly, the thing that hurt more than anything with people not believing me or are coming to my defense when I told them these things happened. Sometimes people, sometimes my friends were with me. They were standing right next to me and they didn't say a word. Sometimes I would tell them afterwards, I would tell members of my family afterwards the things that, I hap- that happened to me, the things that I go through, and they would spend so much time trying to explain to me how I misunderstood, you know, somehow I misunderstood, or that I'm overly sensitive, or that it, it didn't mean this, it was actually about this. Like I said at the beginning of, of, of this episode, I, I implore you 
to listen to other people of color. Listen to their stories. Listen to their experiences. And and I and I, I ask you to listen to understand. I ask you to listen to learn. And I ask you I ask you to just think about how it would feel if you spent so much of your time trying to tell people something and all they did was tell you that your feelings were not real or that you misunderstood or that since I'm the only person of color that they know that should somehow be a a free pass for their ignorance. Y'all, I have existed in white spaces my entire life and I have always been expected to understand the rules of engagement. And obviously, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, look at, look who I'm married to. <laughs> but I want you to know that even the people that smile every day, that motivate every day, that get in front of a group of women that look nothing like them every day and share their stories, They've got other things happening, too. So when you look on TV and, and you see someone that doesn't look like you, instead of jumping to conclusions, seek to, to learn and to understand. We all have a lot of work to do. I've been silenced for so long. I've been trained to be that way. Because I didn't want to come off as an angry black woman. And I'm not angry. I'm hurt. And I'm exhausted. This is the last I'm going to speak on this, on this podcast, because that's not what this show is for. But if you would like to continue the conversation with me, and I ask that you have constructive conversation, that you engage with me in constructive conversation, you can email me at danny at dannycarteridens.com. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week, and I will talk to you soon.